about to fight in a competition and my dad just goes, now. And I was like, what do you mean now? And all of a sudden I just woke up. Oh God. I just woke up on the, I just woke up on the floor. <laughs> Hey everyone, it's Karima, aka The Blurred Girl, and I'm back with a special episode. I got a chance to talk to one of the stars of the new Netflix show, Woo Assassins, and that show happens to drop on Netflix today. It's actor, stuntman, and martial artist, Louis Tan. Now, I first heard of Louis Tan actually back when he was publicly lobbying for the role of Danny Rand during the online campaign for uh, Asian American Iron Fist, which I was a very big fan of. For those of you who are not aware the Asian American Iron Fist campaign was basically about casting an Asian American in the role of Danny Rand, as opposed to sort of the trope of the white man that goes into Asia, learns Kung Fu, and then comes back to save everybody but Asians. Subsequently, he did not get the role. It went to Finn Jones, which is a shame, really, because I think he really would have done well and brought a different angle to a rather problematic character. Anyway, um, Lewis did join the cast in season one in the role of Batty Zhu Cheng. And as usual, he stole the show. He tends to steal every scene that he's in. And he really did an amazing job as he fought Rand, basically like drunken master style. Tan is tall, but he really embodied the role well. He had one scene and it was one of the most talked about scenes of the whole series. Now, for those of you who are questioning my opinion, my martial arts background is basically hours and hours of Sunday morning Kung Fu movies and several years studying Aikido before I separated my shoulder twice. Don't, don't do that like ever. Not Aikido. Aikido is a wonderful practice, but don't separate your shoulder twice because anyway, I digress. Basically after Iron Fist, Tan basically began popping up all over the place. I kept just randomly seeing him in things, most notably his own social media, which he owns. He's very good at promoting himself and his martial arts very well. And he's also very big on promoting a lot of female martial artists, which you don't see a lot. Last season, he was on AMC's Into the Badlands, starring Daniel Wu, who's also the uh, showrunner. He played Shatterstar in Deadpool 2 for like, I don't know, a minute and a half. (laughs) Um, And he's done a ton of other guest starring roles and stunt roles. He's been a stunt performer for years and now he's going to be co-starring in Wu Assassins alongside a ton of other really amazing martial artists, including Iko Uwais, who if you have watched The Raid or The Raid Redemption, uh, he's an Indonesian martial artist and he's amazing. Um, And actually, if you've watched my YouTube video I dropped over the weekend, you'll know exactly who I'm talking about. The show also stars Mark Dacascos, who was obviously in a bunch of movies, martial artist himself. My favorite is Drive, but he was also in, uh, he was one of the final baddies in John Wick's Parabellum. The show also stars Byron Mann, who plays uh, Eco's dad, and Catherine Winnick from Vikings, who I did not know this, apparently has a black belt in Taekwondo, and uh, Juju Chan, who is a huge kickboxing champion from Hong Kong. That I did know. And also, oh, Sai Ma uh, stars in this, which is really weird because I got to spend like an entire afternoon with him and a bunch of other folks in Chinatown. (laughs) Um, Basically, back in May after he gave a speech at Goldman Sachs for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. 
Shout out to Patrick Chen for that hookup. Thank you very much. Wu Assassins is uh, directed actually by Stephen Fung. And oh, you know who else is in this? Summer Glau. That's right. River from Firefly, y'all. You thought I was going to say Terminator, didn't you? <laughs> Something else interesting to note is that the Wu of the Wu Assassins refers to the Wu Xing or Wu Ching. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but I know that that Wu means five. And I think Xing is elements. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Eco, because he's embodying all these uh, monks of the past and is able to get all these powers from other people, I'm, I'm getting a very last and airbender avatar kind of feel to this, which is a good feeling. Trust me. Love that series. Not the movie, but the animated series. In this interview, Lewis and I talk about how he was born in England, was raised in LA. He grew up kind of all over the place, but mostly on Hollywood sets, uh, like Tim Burton's Batman, where his father, Philip Tan, worked as a stunt coordinator. Now, his father is um, of Chinese descent, but he grew up in Singapore, where he learned Muay Thai and basically became a world champion Muay Thai kickboxer which of course he taught to his son. Lewis also ranks in Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu, and I believe Kendo. I know he knows Japanese sword, but I, I'm, I'm assuming it's Kendo. Somebody hit me up in the comments if it's another form and I got that wrong. Anyway, this interview was really a lot of fun because I got to reminisce over martial arts movies and geek out over like styles and techniques and just fangirl in general. Um, it was a lot of fun. The only thing that actually would have made the interview more fun with Lewis would have been if it was in person. <laughs> so, so I've got to take a break and pay some bills. But then when we come back, you'll hear my interview with actor and martial artist Lewis Tan. Do you run a hosted website on WordPress or is your site really slow? Have you gotten hacked in the past and you just didn't know what to do? Well, if so, you need SiteGround. Now, I am a SiteGround affiliate. I'm also a customer. In fact, I switched the blurredgirl.com over to them and never looked back. In fact, I've put other people onto them for two reasons, for liability and customer service. You can try it yourself at siteground.com slash go slash the blurredgirl. That's siteground.com slash go slash the blurredgirl. Now, unlike some other hosting sites that have a really great affiliate program and seem to be really popular, many of them don't have customer service. SiteGround has great customer service. They don't talk to you like an idiot. If you can't find something, they'll help you work through it. They have a really easy control panel. And SiteGround is really the truth. You can start hosting your site today for as low as $3.95 a month. You can run a store, a blog, anything really. And they can even move your whole existing site over for you from another hosting service. And you don't have to worry about a bunch of code and stuff. So if you've been blogging or running a website for a while now, it's time to take your site and its security seriously and move up to SiteGround. Sign up today at SiteGround.com. That's S-I-T-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.com slash The Blurred Girl. Let's go back to when you were when you were a kid. Who were your heroes when you were a kid, Lewis? Well, if you don't know, you know, my father, Philip Tan, is a champion martial artist he, he won the british national champion when he was uh 22 years old he's uh he's 
also a fight coordinator and a stunt coordinator. So I grew up around that world, the action world, um, on set of different films. Like my dad did uh, Batman with Tim Burton, and you know he did Indiana Jones, he did uh, Tango and Cash, Big Trouble in Little China, you know uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Inception, like many, many, many films. So I grew up around that world. I mean, you know, I guess my father was my hero in, in a way because he was the one that kind of introduced me to these two things that now I'm in love with, you know, martial arts and, and cinema. And uh, he kind of, you know, threw me in the world and didn't put pressure on me to be a part of it, but kind of just showed me, the, you know, what's there. And, and, and my father and I would train a lot when I was a kid and, and the time that me and him could bond uh, you know, we'd stretch on the stretch in front of a TV and watch Bruce Lee or watch Jackie Chan, of course, you know, like the, the legends. Yeah. But my father was more of a, her- a hero to me than them because I got to see him doing it live. You know, I got to see him. It's interesting because you said he didn't discourage you, but did he warn you about anything about like Hollywood or specifically just being Asian in Hollywood? Did he warn you about anything? I got, I saw my dad suffer a lot of loss you know I saw him suffer a lot of 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 uh roles that he was up for or or films that he was up for and discrimination so when I was a kid it's not like he was showing me like hey look this is what happens or you know be careful this is how you're going to be treated it was kind of just like I just I just watched it and I just I, I saw it firsthand and uh it was one of those things that stuck with me throughout throughout my career and even now as things are starting to open up I always have that drive and that, 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 that idea in the back of my head of how I saw him be treated or how I, how I heard about how Bruce Lee was treated or, or how I heard about certain actors who I thought were incredible, you know, were treated like they were nothing. And then they, they, they remake their films in America. And, and there was just always this, like, it's not good enough and yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, unless it's Westernized, yeah. you know, and it's, it's, yeah, it was. I was. I was thinking of that when you said, and I'm sorry to interrupt. When you said Bruce Lee, all I could think of was Kung Fu and like the whole mess with David right. Carradine and everything, and and how I mean, we years after his death, we're getting Warrior, but at the time he was he had script after script that they were like, no, <laughs> you know, no one's gonna believe this. Let's let's make right. it. A, and no one said they. I, I even read something saying about like he didn't have enough charisma to lead that that show or something which is just it's insane to think about that they would even that that would even because if you watch his audition tapes even his interviews you know he just oozes charisma oozes swagger like you know there's no way his gravitas was his chi like it entered the room before him like he was (laughs) yeah a hundred percent and so you know to see someone like that um and have to suffer the same things that i'm suffering or my father's suffering or other asian american actors are suffering or other actors of color are, are suffering they're like it, it's crazy because it's almost like you're it's going to happen no matter what and in a way it builds you up and makes you strong and 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 it makes you be the best in the room you know you have to be the best so in order to just get what an average you know performer chance that they would get. yeah when you so w- when you were sitting on the floor with your dad stretching and 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 watching some of those movies which ones do you remember being your favorite no we watched i mean we watched the classics you know we, obviously we watched enter the dragon we watched uh, uh a lot of jackie chan films rumble in the bronx was a, was a good one that i really liked drunken master um 
Yeah, we watched we watched all the classics. You know, I don't know if I have a favorite. It's hard to say which one is my favorite because there's scenes that are maybe good in one, but the whole, you know, yeah. I just I probably also showing my age, but I remember like sitting up with my brothers just in the morning, just watching all of those on Sunday mornings. Um, so yeah, I mean, you actually did train and and win, you know, competitions. What was? Do you remember the first tournament that you won? Yeah, so I performed. I uh, I used to fight in kickboxing and Muay Thai, and uh, mm-hmm. we used to. There used to be this thing called smoker tournaments, which were like amateur kickboxing and Muay Thai bouts, and they would have them mm-hmm. at the different gyms, and then all the gyms would come together, and the people in the gyms would fight, and you'd pay for a ticket, and it was like a amateur. Um, arena, you know, so that was mm-hmm. going on for quite some time. I think they're like they're done with now because some sort of uh, uh, regulations don't allow that to happen anymore. But during that time, it was like it was the amateur ring. So I, that's where I used to fight <clears throat> for the majority of my fighting career. And uh, so you would do like either three five minute rounds or like five three minute rounds. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a pretty good record. I didn't lose. I don't think there was only one draw that I had during the time that I was fighting. Well, I, v- I vaguely remember hearing, I think you said this, that you, the only person to ever knock you out was your dad. <laughs> yeah, true story. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to assume that you were sparring and that you didn't piss him off and he just <laughs> hauled off and knocked you one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was uh I was training for fighting and I was training at the time and I was fighting a lot and I I was kind of like kind of like a cocky. I was a little bit of a bad kid and I had a kind of an attitude. So I was just kind of in the mood. I was just in a mood and I was training with my one of my younger brothers. I have three younger brothers. I was oh, training wow. with one of them. And uh you know, I I kind of I I beat him up a little bit you know and, and uh he was my younger brother so that was like it was almost like my duty to do that but then so anyway i <laughs> i uh I, I roughed my brother up and he wasn't happy and he went crying to my dad and my dad was like okay and then uh he's like you think that you can bully your little brother he's like all right well watch he's like at any given time i could do the same thing to you and 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 you'll see how it feels and he just walked away to let leave me with this looming oh, feeling no. of you know that's the worst I was, like, whatever. <laughs> I was just like whatever it is what it is and then, so i just went on my day and then i think like three days later i was about to fight i think i was fighting the next day <laughs> and three so three, three days later i'm training with my dad as per usual i'm about to fight in a competition and my dad just goes now and I was like, what do you mean now? And all of a sudden, I just woke up. Oh, God. I just woke up on the, I just woke up on the floor. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see. I oh, see what he did. Oh, my God. And, uh, yeah, that was, the, um, that was the one and only time. In that, in that ring that I set it in is the ring that it happened in. I can, you know what's funny? I'm the, only, I'm the oldest, and I'm the only girl. And I can tell you right now, if I knew my time, <laughs> it'd have been a wrap. Right, my and my brother, right. my younger brothers are twins, so they would they have this just innate ability to just know where each other is, and they would just gang up on me. So, oh my god, it would have been a wrap. It would have been a wrap. But wow, man. But see, look. Oh wow! I, so you had to go two versus one. Oh, I hated it, and then I, of course, because but I was I was trained more as a dancer, so I trained only. Um, Aikido my mother was like I don't want you hurting people I'm like but so 
Um, but she didn't know until, uh, and I actually really went back to her in college. They, she had no idea that I, I, I keto could actually be as strong as other um, stuff. She, what she liked was that there was no offensive to her. It seemed like it was all defense. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's because Sensei wanted to talk to you first. But still, you will right. stay, you will stay laid out <laughs> while he talks to you. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like all all the styles, that's hilarious, actually. (laughs) I feel like all of the styles have something special and unique about them. And, you know, I think think people always ask me this question, you know, what's the best style? I think if you look at the way that it's it's developed, the best style is no style. Like if you you really look at the UFC fighters that are doing really well, I mean, Mm -hmm. UFC is a, a pretty good example of, the most advanced fighting techniques possible because they're, they're trial it's trial by fire, you know? So yeah. whatever is going to be the, the thing that as it develops, you can see the development and the best development is no style, which is it's to be fluid. It's to be able to adapt on the floor, you know, standing up and in many different situations. Cause especially, you know, you, you know what it is in an octagon, you know, there's a cage behind you, but in real life, there's no cage behind you and there's many different variables. So you have to right. be, extremely uh, adaptable and fluid. And I think that's the best way to, now I train for that type of scenario. You know, before it was like strictly, I was like Muay Thai. Muay Thai is the best striking that there is. But now, you know, you can take a little bit from everything and then you can make it your own. And then you can really have all these different tools. On Into the Badlands, Daniel, Daniel Wu made sure everybody was very well trained. Was that refreshing? It was great. I mean, Daniel set a nice tone for the for the series and for the for set. You know, he's the leader of the show, and he's he also kind of had that energy as well as in training and in in you know offset and off camera as well. So that it was very it was it was it was really cool to be a part of it because for me it was the first time that people were like they were there's a whole unit dedicated to the action and there's a director, there's producers, there's a whole team makeup team that everybody's on. A, uh, that that unit so mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like so for people that don't know when you when you shoot a, a normal film there's there's first unit and then there's second unit right and second unit will come up and they'll they'll have a little skeleton team and they'll they'll you know they'll get a a, a brief amount of time to shoot the action and then that's it we got to move on because we took all day doing the dialogue that's how it's normally done on Into the Badlands, there was two separate gigantic units, and both of them felt like their own film mm. film set, you know? So on the fight unit, we have Master Didi, we have Steven Fung, we have Andy Chang, and they're leading and directing and choreographing like it was a whole other separate film. So they really took their time to respect the action scenes, and that's why Into the Badlands is a, you know, a breakthrough series that, that hasn't you can't set a bar to it. Like if you really look at the action design, you can't you can't touch it. Like there's nothing that touched it. No, it's, opinion, it's, you know? it, it's excellent, and it, it it harkens back to the the Hong Kong dance troops that actually used to you know right. go at it all day right. and the wire work and the things like that. That's what was fascinating to me about it when I started watching. I was like, what is happening? Oh my god! Like I'm there's that wasn't a stunt person. That was that actor, you know. And I I knew when I saw you, right. it was legit. But one, it looked really incredible on our end. But two, it also looked like a lot of work. Did you did you yeah. did you come away unscathed? Or did you did you have any uh did you get any scars from that one? No, I had a few injuries in that one. I mean, um, yeah, like you were saying, 
people don't understand how much work it is. They, you know, it's very easy to go on set to do your, do your scenes and then go sit down and let someone come and stunt and double you and do all the hard work as far as the action and performance is concerned. But if you're doing a, a show or a film that has action involved, you are doing the audience a disservice if you are not there also performing because there's, there's emotion in the movement. There's emotion in, the, in dance. There's emotion in martial arts. You can tell a story like that. You know, like I can see when people are being doubled. Like, let's say, for instance, I know, I know the double. Because mm-hmm. I, know, I know a lot of the Well, you know everybody anyways. <laughs> yeah, so you'll I recognize know everybody them. in the stunt community, right? So I can see the double, and I know how they move. I know how certain uh, people move as comparatively to the actors. So it's like you, you can perform in, in those movements. So for me, I'm like, I hate. And anytime that I can't be there to do something, I'm, I'm super frustrated. You know, like 90, 95% of the time I'm there doing it. But if, if, if for whatever reason... I can't be there or they're shooting something without me or they need me in some, in, in some other place and they have to do this pickup shot. I'm frustrated, you know, yeah, like frustrated to the yeah. point of like, I, I get angry. Like, so I, I do my best to make sure that I'm, I'm, I'm doing all my action scenes and you can tell the difference. When, oh no, you can absolutely tell the difference. I remember in, in um, Daredevil in season one where they had that famous hallway scene that was supposed to sort of mimic yeah. mimic the hallway scene in Old Boy. They were like, oh my God, right. Char- Charlie Cox is killing it. I'm like, Charlie yeah, Cox that's, that's is Chris, not on set. That's that, Booster. That's thank you. I was like, that is so obviously not Charlie Cox. Yeah. <laughs> he killed it. But in he that killed sense, it. I mean, look, that was a hard one. That's a hard, long one take to do. You know, it would take Charlie a lot of training to be able to get to that level. And Chris Brewster's on like another planet. So like he's, he's, that's uh And blindfolded, yeah, that, no less. That, that's a hard one. So I get that. But for the most part, at least, I would at least hope that, that these actors that are, that, that are doing action series are at least training and taking it seriously. Because you're really, like I said, cheating the audience in a way um, that I feel is, as, it sucks because for me, I'm doing my scenes and then yeah. I'm doing my action and then I'm going home and getting a few hours of sleep and going back and doing it doing the next again. day yeah. for 11 months yeah. straight. So like it takes a toll on your body like like you were asking if I got injuries, you know, I mean, we're swinging these swords at each other and sometimes the lights and, you know, you're tired and, and you're, you're in the mud or whatever and it'll slip and hit your hand or hit your wrist and those swords are not, you know, they're fake. They're fake, like they're not sharp, but they're they're like they're steel, like they're. Oh, they're still the of... weight. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought you were. Oh, um, yeah. I thought it was some like. Some of them are super heavy. Oh, okay, because I know. Um... I've gone to other sets where the weapons, well, obviously the weapons in the background are, are usually really, really fake, but the ones in the foreground are usually more real, but I thought it was much lighter. I didn't realize. So it's still the weight of an actual, like, Kempo sword, I mean, but it's there's not. I mean, some of them that could just take, that could take your head off, most Damn. definitely. So, like, okay. you know, you, you have to be careful. It depends. You don't always get, uh, you know, the perfect weapons to use because the props department wants to build something beautiful, right? So when you yeah. see it, you're like, wow, this is insanely beautiful. But man, if this hits me, this is going to hurt. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's one of those things. So yeah, I mean, I broke, I broke my foot. Mm. I have like scars all over my body from it, but it was worth it, man. It was worth it. No, it did you did an amazing, least. and you did an amazing job also even in the acting department because I know everybody talks about the action, oh, but you. like when you knew your mama was going to die and then, you know, you did, you thought you were going to die at the hands of your sister or whatever, like, and you did a really good job because sometimes it's just the opposite where you have like 
people who yeah. are very good at stunts, but they're like wooden. But you're really good. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. You very famously were petitioning to play Danny Rand on Iron Fist. Didn't get the part, but had what I feel is one of the best scenes in the show. And it's really funny that you mentioned Drunken Master because I feel like your first scene, fight scene with with Finn as Zhao was basically, I the first time I saw it, I was like, this is Drunken Master. Yeah. This is Jackie Chan, yeah. Drunken Master, who at the end, when he, when Jackie's character drinks, actually drinks the alcohol <laughs> against his master's wishes and gets drunk, I'm like, this is what I'm seeing. I saw Monkey King yeah. in there. I saw everything in yeah, there. Yeah. What, what were you, you going know, for? I mean, it's, <laughs> you have a, you have a great knowledge of, uh, action cinema yeah no that those were two of my biggest influences for sure um i wanted to i mean look you're never gonna top jackie right so i didn't want to try to top jackie because that's just impossible but i wanted to bring that kind of wildness and that swagger to his or that that energy that he has when he's doing his his form and his martial arts there's so much character involved so people you know some people like when you watch that scene, the reason why a lot of people like that scene is because I just tried to go there all the way. I tried to go there all the way with the, with the accent, with the body language, with the movement. Like I tried to channel that dragon. He has a dragon inside of him, right? Like the character in the comic book has a dragon inside of mm -hmm, him. Mm -hmm. I, wanted to, I wanted that dragon to be in his body language, you know, in, in this kind of like, yeah. this kind of serpent-like, powerful, fluid, uh, snaky, you know, um, type of vibe. So, and I'm tall, I'm tall. I got long ass arms. It's very difficult for me <laughs> to do drunken style because drunken style is very, very compact. Yeah. It's very compact and yeah. low to the ground. And, and it has this crazy kind of like monkey like feeling to it. And for me, it was, it was, it was difficult for me to do those movements. I have a lot of Jackie Chan. It's, it's, he set the bar so high, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, I no, but it, I mean, look to to most of us who look, I couldn't do it. I was, you know, but I could definitely see what you're going for, and then the style. Look, I'll be honest, you when you were fighting the stunt guy, I felt that you had competition. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's funny because I I I had a hard time on that set because it was it was just a hard character to play and I wanted to do it justice and I wanted to make an impression and uh I was very 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 happy and overwhelmingly grateful when the response was what it was you know like when it went viral and I was getting like I was getting so many messages every day it was crazy like and it was in the news and I was like wow this is this feels you know the people saw it and the people liked it so well you well you was, also um, have this uncanny validating. you also have this uncanny ability um and there you, your starring role is coming like your major starring role is coming because in every scene every movie they put you in or every show they put you in you keep stealing stealing the scenes <laughs> from the stars so they're gonna get it eventually <laughs> but one of the things, one of the things that uh, they put you in, I was so excited to see was like, oh my god, he's gonna play Shatterstar. And then I saw Deadpool two, and I was angry because I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? You don't hire Lewis Tan and then just do Shatterstar like that. But then they brought you back. 
Well, you know, they, they did kill Brad Pitt. Yeah, too, no, they, so. but they killed half that. You know, he killed half the team, and then he they went back and he brought everybody back. Um, but yeah, right. it was just one of those things that was like, really though. And also, I just wanted to ask you what it was like fighting in that wig. <laughs> Yeah, that wig is heavy. Oh I've never fought in a, a wig before. Because <laughs> that wig was so was extra. Heavy. I was like, why of all the characters? Granted, he had many different styles in the comics, but that was the one that somebody said, okay, go watch anime yeah. and design <laughs> yep. this costume. I love that ca character. Like, I used to have that action figure. I used to play with it when I was a kid, you know. Um, it was, yeah, I mean, look, I was sad that, it, that I didn't get to do more as well, but I had such a good time, and they're such a cool cast and crew that you know i have nothing but great memories and and uh great things to say about that experience but yeah i mean look i would love to do a shadow star standalone film and make it kind of like a mad max meets gladiator type of yeah, thing it would, it would be nuts. mojo world and, and yes. he's like in an arena yeah that would be dope that would be amazing um so marvel if you're listening that should happen um yep. <laughs> so <Call at> me. <laughs> Jumping forward to Wu Assassins, working. What was it like, first of all, working with Eco? Because that his style, he's got an Indonesian style, which is different. And he was also the choreo the the stunt choreographer, wasn't he, on the show? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So he you talked about mixing different styles. Is it how was that on on this show? And tell us a little bit more also about your character, because not much has been released to us about all the different characters. Yeah, so I play, I play kind of, I play a gangster called Lucian Lee, Lucian, and uh, Lucian is kind of a wild card. He's kind of got his hands in in everything. He's he's playing with the 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 Chinese triad. He's he, he's got deals with the Russian mafia. Like he's kind of like, kind of like a lone wolf type of gangster. He's very flamboyant and kind of cocky and and a little bit out there, you know, in a way mm -hmm. where there's, there's, there's things that have happened to him in the past that has caused him to overcompensate for this, this kind of like outlandish personality, but he's, but he has, he's dealing with a lot of pain and insecurities, you know? And so it's a really cool character to play because he's not just that typical crazy gangster bad guy. He, he, he has, so many layers to him and those layers get revealed deeper and deeper as you watch the show. So, you know, I think that the original appeal of the character to me was, was, was cool because he was a modern Asian American. He's, he's mixed, you know, he's Chinese American and he grew up in San Francisco. So he, he feels very Americanized in a way. And um, it was cool to play a type of character like that. Cause you know, I have a lot of similarities to that feeling living in being born in England and, being raised in America and having only a little time in China. So for me, it was, uh, it was cool to, to play that role. Eco is special. Okay. Eco <laughs> is about to blow up. Right. So like you said, if you don't know, go watch the raid. Okay. And, and the, the raid, raid redemption. <laughs> watch headshot. Watch the, yes. raid, the raid Two. watch um, the night comes for us. Yeah. Eco is special. Eco in my opinion, this is his Western debut. You know, he's been in other films before. He was in Mile 22. He was just, he was just in Stuber. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But in my opinion, this is really his kind of his kind of coming out into the Western audiences. You know, pe people that have never seen the raid that don't know anything about Eco. This is going to be their 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 first glimpse of what he can do. Um, 
first off, he's a great person. Like, he's just a great human. He's really oh, wow. kind. He's super funny and has no ego whatsoever. And it's so refreshing to see that because he's really talented. You know what I mean? The guy re- is, is super talented. And to, to step onto a stage with him and get to fight right next to him, first off, I had to be on, on my best on my best game and secondly (laughs) yeah because he's fast he's much faster than me so i had to really really be on on point um and yeah he he was like i said he was so generous and collaborative he he would he would teach me stuff offset he would bring you know we would train together he would show me different moves like you know his his style silat is very new to me i didn't even really know anything about silat until i saw the race so it was very like the Indonesian fighting style and he is a master at it. He's a grandmaster at it. So like to see him perform it and to his team, his, all his boys, like his, his, uh, his, uh, Uai's team, um, perform every day and, and get to train with them. I mean, it was, it was a gift. Like I was getting paid to do that. So it was crazy because I, I was learning so much and, and at the same time, um, yeah, my skills went up a lot as well. So yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember when people saw the Zhang brothers fight Keanu Reeves, or I'll say Keanu Reeves got on his knees and the Zhang brothers fought him, in <laughs> in um, John Wick Three. People were like, oh, you know, this is kind of like that stuff from the raid. I'm like, that is not kind of like the stuff. That is the stuff. Those are the guys. This is <laughs> this yeah. is Eco's team. This is the crew. And um. I don't know what I yeah, watch. Those are Eco's boys. Yeah, and that and, team with with him, the the guy that played Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. That was one of the craziest fight scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, I know, and I'm excited to see you know the work. Also, hello, Mark Dacascos. Um, there's also, uh, isn't there a, a young lady from in, Into the Badlands that's also in this with you? Uh, no, I think. Are you talking about Juju? Oh yeah, no, she's the kickboxing champion. That's right. Yeah. Juju Chan, uh, Chan is yeah kickboxing champion. She was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sword right. of Destiny. Um, she's a legit, legit fighter as well. She also competed. Um, I think she competed, won a bunch of titles. Um, she's an incredible martial artist, like real deal, kick you in the face, knock you out. <laughs> no, and she <laughs> is. You know what? I've heard knocking chicks out on YouTube. So if no, there, don't think there she's are. Legit, just Google it. And that was the other thing I was going to thank you for, because I think I was, I'd was i seen her fight, but I don't think I'd ever seen anybody actually talk to her before those little shorts that you were doing during Into the Badlands. And I just want oh, yeah. to thank you for those, because it's really rare to see as many women being highlighted in, like, in that arena. And I just mm-hmm. want to give a shout-out to you, like, and thank you, because... Uh, little fangirls like me are over here like, <laughs> yes, finally, there's there's women that have been fighting in, you know, in legitimately fighting in martial arts and in even in martial arts cinema for years, Michelle Yeoh and on up. Yeah, but um, well, that's one thing that 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 Wu Assassins has that is so cool is they have not just, you know, we all we all hear this phrase like strong female characters, you know, but a lot of times female characters are kind of placed in these action shows as not as props, but as like, you know, they're just placed there because they're, they're, you know, it needs to be seen like eye candy type of thing, you know? And I, I hate yeah. that idea. And, 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 and our show is so cool because 
they're not just strong female characters. Their character, they they drive the story. Like these these female characters drive the story forward. Um, and yeah, and they all fight and they all kick ass. I mean, Catherine Winnick, you know, um, is a uh, she did Taekwondo for I think mm-hmm. like fifteen twenty years. Like Kat, like Catherine's awesome. Like Lily was in there training with us, doing her fights. I mean, she comes from a dance background, but she was there and she was like. 100% gung-ho about it. She's like, no, I need to do it. I need to do it. And we were all kind of supporting each other and pushing each other to do every part of the performance. So, you know, I mean, the characters, the female characters in this really drive the story. So I think it's really cool. Um, Celia, an, another one who uh, had to learn swords and wushu mm-hmm. and uh, did an incredible job doing her own fights and her wire work and stuff. So very, very, very uh, proud of uh, our team. Awesome. Now, for people who might not know what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> but want to watch the show, like, what, 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 what would be your elevator pitch to them? Well, look, I would just say this, you know, Wu Assassins, if you, if you like martial arts and action, you're going to come for that. But honestly, you're going to stay for the story because the story is universal. The story is about identity. It's about what does it mean and, uh, and what's my purpose? And being someone who's, you know, foreign, like America is built on foreigners. Like we built this nation, foreigners built this nation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's how it was built. And, and what does it mean to be Asian? What does it mean to be Asian American? What does it mean to be a foreigner in this land? And on top of that, the pressures of identity and, and, and finding your purpose in this place. That's, that's what the story is actually about. So it's cool because there's many different dynamics of the story that you get to see in a modern tale that hasn't been done, hasn't been told before. Like, you know, warrior is great, but warrior, it's a period piece. And and Mm -hmm. I like the idea of bringing all this to the modern, to modern times. And we have elements of the ancient Chinese uh, mystic story and, you know, the, the tales of, of the Tao or like, or the energy force that drives humans, you know, or that drives the life force, um, you know, and it's in, in different religions and cultures, it's called different things as well. We have the craziest action series ever. So, you know, <laughs> those are, that's my elevator pitch. If we're going up 16 floors. <laughs> awesome. Well, it, and well, and thank- we have the editor of, uh, of, of John Wick and Deadpool. So, Oh really? He's a, yeah, Elizabeth. She's an incredible, um, talented uh, editor from Iceland, and um, she is editing our show. And she just did such a killer job. Like she knows how to edit action. You know how people complain mm-hmm. about people that cut action too fast that they don't yeah. let it breathe. I mean, this woman, she knows. She knows uh, if you if you're a fan of John Wick or or Deadpool two or Atomic Blonde. This is this hand. is awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me and, and reminisce about growing up and talking about your shows. Uh, what yeah, is my pleasure. What is, can you briefly tell us what's next for you or are you not allowed to say? <laughs> uh, there's, there'll, there'll be some upcoming news. There's some news coming, dropping shortly. <laughs> um, Soon. Yeah, okay. I've, I've pretty much just been spending the year turning down projects and doing, you know, to me, like, it's about, it's about legacy. I'm here for legacy. I'm not here for, I'm not here to make a paycheck however I can. Um, you know, I'm here for, I'm here for legacy. I'm here for the long term. So I pick 
my projects very carefully and there's a reason why I, I do what I want to do, you know, so I'm... But you got to be careful with shit out there, though. Wait a second. Hang on. Mar- Marvel, that does not mean that Lewis does not want to be paid. Lewis does want his own show, but he wants to be paid. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> you got to be careful be what you put out there, man. To, uh... <laughs> no, but I mean, truthfully, like, I, I don't even go back on that. It's, 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 I've been at times in my career where I had nothing and I was still okay. And I've been mm-hmm. at times in my career where I was making a lot of money and I was, and, and, uh, and I was okay then, like, you know, I think the feeling of being driven by by wanting to create a legacy and wanting to do good work is is that is the drive that pushes me forward other than, you know, paychecks. Like money comes and money goes. It's just there's to me it's a it's a it's a thing that doesn't it doesn't have any any weight in the decisions that I make when it comes to my career. So um it's a nice thing and it allows you some freedom, so I respect it, but Legacy is my goal. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for uh, coming on the show and talking about everything with me. It's my and... pleasure. Anytime with another martial art film book. Anytime. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a geek. People don't believe me either. Like, wait, you watched? Yes. You know women watch TV too, right? It's very bizarre when I have these conversations. <laughs> <laughs> but... Tell everybody where they can find you on the interwebs. Yeah, I'm on the interweb at uh, Lewis Tan Official on Instagram, on uh, the Lewis Tan on Twitter, and uh, don't forget to check out Woo Assassins August eighth. We got some surprises coming this week as well for Woo Assassins for everybody who's interested in the show. We 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 got some surprises dropping. You know, I don't want to name any names, but there might be a music video coming out. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. What? We'll see. <laughs> I, w- I will also lose it if I see you or Eco singing. I'll be done. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, wanna, we, we want people to watch the show. Actually, Eco's <laughs> got a good voice. Oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you this. Remind me, when the show, after the show comes out, I have a video of Eco uh, singing in the makeup trailer, and I will post that video if he doesn't kill me. I will oh, post my that God. Video. Remind me when the show comes out. I will, but now I'm scared for your life because he actually could kill you. <laughs> I'm scared for my life, too. <laughs> That was fun, right? I'm super excited to check out the show. I am not going to have time to binge watch the entire series, but I will definitely be checking out the premiere tonight because uh, I'm just very, very excited for this show. And even when we weren't recording, like, Louis Tan is a very, very nice human being. He really is. He's very sweet, very humble, and I was really happy to hear him talk about some of the realities of growing up as an Asian American in a culture that sort of fetishizes Asian culture sometimes and being able to eke out a career uh, in Hollywood. So yeah, it was, it was a great conversation. Please comment, tell me what you think. Are you going to be watching the show as usual? Rate, comment, subscribe, tell your friends Please also check out SiteGround. I'm an affiliate, but I still stand by their products. I use SiteGround for the Blur Girl. Definitely check them out. And also, the Blur Girl is also now on the Himalaya app. So if you download the app and you listen to the show there, there's even a little tip jar and you can leave me a little something and uh, that money will help 
fund me doing more of these more often. So thanks again for listening and I will see you on the interwebs. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.